Uncensored podcast. Um, today we have a special guest. We have Kai Cash joining us. He's from Brooklyn, New York, and I just wanted to um, bring him in because I felt like he's been doing a lot of great work as far as like his craft with music, along with um, his stance on mental health. So I just felt like this would be a dope interview. So please welcome Kai Cash to Uncensored Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having welcome. me. Um, Thank you so much. So we're really excited to have you. How have you been throughout quarantine? Um, I say I've been pretty well. It's a real like learning experience for me. I've been able to really like take time out for myself and just chill, really relax. Because before this, I was really just on the move. Like I used to just do a lot without noticing how much I was doing and how exhausting it was becoming for me. So with quarantine, it just helped me reflect on a lot of things, a lot of emotions, just moments that I never really got the chance to sit down and think about or just things I didn't get to express. So I, I really appreciated the whole quarantine thing, but for the most part, I feel like I was good throughout it. Okay. So, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just going to ask you first, how did you get into music? And then how did you come up with your name, Kai Cash? Um, I was kind of born into the whole music thing. Like my dad was he, was, he was good friends with Biggie. And he was a part of like the Junior Mafia camp. Mm. So growing up, I used to like stay at Little Kim's house on the weekend and stuff like that, like three, four years old. So I was always into music because I was just, I was, I was really like born into it. But on the side of that, my mom was actually like a singer. She tried to sing. It was her and my cousin. They had a group, but she wasn't too fond of the industry and how it works. So she just decided not to carry out that dream. But she was just always somebody that like, you know how moms are when, when in, on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, they cleaning up the house and they just playing all the music and you just gravitate into it. Like her playlist was so crazy. So I always just wanted to be a musician. And, um, my name, it just came from, my real name is Kasim. And oh, I like when that. I was younger, thank you. When okay. I was younger, um, I don't know. And honestly, I have no idea what that, what it means. Somebody asked <laughs> me that the other day and I couldn't answer. But um, yeah, when I was younger, they used to just call me Kai. And I was like Kai Dollar when I was younger though. Like that was just me. That was my whole thing. But when I got older, once I turned like 13, I, I think it was like 13 or 14. I was just like, nah, I can't. I can't call myself Dollar no more. Like, it's just like, and that's, that's not what I want to represent. Dollar is single. Like, I need to just elevate and evolve. And then I was just like, Cash is the easiest Dollar evolution. So I'm like, all right, Kai Cash. And then I just stuck with it forever. And well now. I like it. It's dope. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into your music. So yeah. I know that you dropped the West. And I remember when I first, um, had heard the song was coming out with 03. I was like, where did he come from listening to the Grape Street? Like, what's he doing with this song? And so I just really wanted to know how were you able to um, connect with him and what the process was like um, recording it. Also because like you're not from LA, but he's a really well-known LA artist and not a lot of people out here even know who he is. Like it takes somebody from Los Angeles getting people hit 
to like our our music. So how did that even happen? All right, so LA has been like my second home since I was probably like 12. So I'm always back and forth every summer. And we have like a recording hub out there, the whole CYN camp. We record in this one studio. And um, I had landed, it was actually my last year at Hampton. 2018, I had finished. And I went straight from, I went from Hampton to New York, New York straight to LA, because my dad lives in LA. So I landed, I lost my bag, they lost my bag, all that, so I was upset. And I already had a, stu a studio session for that night. So I was just like, all right, I'm gonna just go to the studio. I'm not even gonna trip. I'm gonna get my bag. If not, then I'm gonna get some money for it. So I went straight to the studio. It was me and my cousin V. And it was probably like a eight hour session. And in the last, I say 15, 20 minutes of the session, we I play this beat. The beat is the beat that we use for the West. So as soon as I heard it, I'm just like, oh shit, like what is this? I'm like, nah, we gotta just pull this up or something. Whatever comes to my mind, I'm gonna just do. So we joking around and I just came up with the flow. I was just like saying, I wasn't saying much of anything, but it was just the the cadence. It was just so we was just like, oh no, that's hard. So I went in, I wrote my verse in probably like 10 minutes. And at first my cousin was like, I don't really like how your verse came out from what we was doing. Like he was like, I don't, I don't really like it. But I was like, well, that's that sounds personal. Like I I like how it came out. So the next day, I was with King Combs. We was at um we met up with Chris Brown and we went to this pretty little thing event. I think Tiana Taylor was having like a release or something like that. And we went there mm -hmm. and after the party, we went back to Chris Brown's crib and he was just playing us music. And I was like, yo, let me play you some music. He was like, I bet. So I get on the aux, I start playing music. He's vibing with everything. But once I played the West, he was just like, oh, nah, like he started dancing. That's how I knew it was going to be something like he started dancing like stomp the yard dancing like he was going uh -uh. crazy like, he was he was really dancing so i'm like oh nah this is the one and christian was just like yo now nah, i gotta get on this like asap so i'm like i bet but me and christian grew up together so it's like when when your friend tells you something like that it's just like all right you're gonna take your time when you're gonna do mm -hmm. it whenever you want to do it but he was like real adamant about it like the next day he called me he's like yo kyle let's go to the studio i want to do that record i was like all right bet so i put yeah, up that to the studio I'm sorry. Oh, so go ahead, saying? go ahead. No, you you go ahead and finish. Nah. So I was um so I pulled up to the studio and initially Christian's verse was immediately after my verse. Like as soon as I finished, he came in. And Justin had came and was just like, yo, I think I know the perfect person that we could get on this song. And I'm just like, who? He's like, oh three Greedo. I'm not too familiar with O3 Greedo at the time. I know like one of his songs. And I seen like a news article about him. He has disrespected Tupac or something like that. And I had just read it. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I would say the next two days, Greedo, we, we, we reached out to Greedo. Greedo pulled up to the studio by himself. And I he heard gave that. me a, a, crazy, a crazy amount of respect for him because nobody pulls up on anybody's studio session for the first time by themselves. So that alone was just like, oh, nah, he's different. So he pulled up. He heard the song. He was like, Yo, I ain't gonna lie, I don't, y'all don't need me on this. But we was like, no, you have to like, we need you. So he went into the booth and immediately he just, I took a deal just to beat that indictment. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then he was just like, nah, I'm gonna just leave it as an eight. And then we put him in between me and Christian's verses and then it's just like the rest was just history. That song goes up in the club in DC for sure. I don't know about anywhere else, but Camo went in them. They be playing that song. Like that song is definitely a crime. I was like, okay, I was like, I could at first I was like, man. I don't know. I was like, what are you doing with O3? Like, what are you doing with a grade? Like, what's going on? Like, what's Look at you. So then I heard it after, and I was like, no, 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 just to beat that indictment. I was like, hey, hold on. I was like, well, wait. I had to check where I was at. I was, t- I was lit. I was lit. So in a, in a lot of your songs, I feel like your vocabulary is very Extensive. Like, what have you used to build your vocabulary? Was it like your Hampton education? <laughs> was it your parents? What, what's the vibe? Um, I had to look up a couple words. I was like, okay, like, what does this mean? Yeah, nah. That's crazy because that's what I used to do. Um, mm-hmm. I used to read the dictionary from time to time to pick out new words. Like, every other day I would pick up, like, four or five new words out of the dictionary when I was in high school. And, um... When I got to college, I, I started using a thesaurus. So like if I wanted to use a regular word, like a real, a real basic word, I would look up um, synonyms for the word. Just something that like nobody really uses. And then I would use that in a verse or something like that. And that's really what my strategy was. And honestly, like I don't like reading books. It's nothing too crazy. Like I, I wasn't really that person, but just the dictionary in itself, the thesaurus in itself and this is my experience. Like I just grew up experiencing certain experiencing certain things. So I always had like a broad vocabulary because of the things that I knew about. <clears throat> and like documentaries and stuff like that too. Like I watch a lot of documentaries. So that's really where the vocabulary stems from. Yeah, documentaries, I feel like I get a lot of information from documentaries more than books for me. Thanks. Yeah, I hate books. So um you have a song with Mayor, the remix. <laughs> for an option. And so I just wanted to say, I thought the video was really nice. I thought it was, you was on your acting tip. And I was like- Yeah, I, I tried my best. <laughs> and so then the only thing that threw me off where you was like, they can they can hold you down when you cry and stuck. Let them, they can't hold you down when you cry and stuck. Let them blow your black back when you trying to come. Let mm-hmm. them take my place <laughs> my time is up. So can you elaborate yep. more on yep. the thoughts and the feelings on this Because yep. I was feeling like you was being salty and shady. So like, yeah, what I was. Nah, I was. I mean, the song in itself, the option is just like, she's basically just assuming that she's an option and she's just blacking on me and just... You know, it's just like you you just why are you bothering me so much? Like what is like what's the problem? I didn't do nothing wrong, so if this is really how you feel, then I'm going to let you feel this way. I'm going to let you go listen to your friends. But when you need the helping hand, when you need a shoulder to cry on, that's not one of them. Just remember how you shut me out. So don't come to me when you need to come. Don't come to me. Oh, my <laughs> like God. Just carry this energy. Keep the same You're energy. You're really that's in touch with your emotions out. and feelings, but, like, why? Yeah, that sounds like an option to me. Yeah, like, it's, it's an optional. You're supposed to make her feel good. You're supposed to <laughs> give her security. Like, no. You're going to say, like, she's not giving friends. me none. <laughs> yeah, you have to, yeah, go, go love your friends. Since you don't want to give me no security and you treat me like an option, I'm just going to reciprocate the energy because I, I don't carry that energy 
when I walk into the room. It has to be there first for me to feel this way. You understand where I'm coming from or no? What do you mean there first? Explain that. So listen, basically what I'm saying is all of this is stemming from her. This is her feelings toward me. This is not off of the strength of what I'm doing. This is just how she feels for whatever reason she feels this way. So what I do is I reciprocate that energy. No, I'm not going to do all the, all the rest of this stuff because this happens in the song. This happens a lot. Even when with the starting line, you back on your bullshit, I see. Like, this is what you do. This is, this is a, a recurring thing. You continue to do this. And you antagonize me. And I'm, I'm, I'm emotional. Just like Ayo just said. I'm emotional. So you know where I'm going to come from with this. But she rebuttaled. So it's just like we just going tit for tat. And then just for the sake of the song, some entertainment, you know, you just gotta, you gotta spice things up a little bit. Cause if I had just came on there like, oh, I love you. Oh, I apologize. Oh, this and that. It wouldn't have been as fun. It's not fun like that. The video so wouldn't even make sense. I can't argue at that point. So let me ask you a question just off that song or whatever. Mm-hmm. What type of guy do you think you are? Do you think you're a, a guy that will like basically give a, girl some words and basically make her feel better or are you the guy in the song it's just like do you Nah, i'm definitely the uh i definitely want to i'm the guy that wants to work whatever out you know honestly like that's good because i know a lot of a lot of i know a lot of things are based off emotions and when you make decisions based off emotions it's like some of the worst decisions you'd ever mm-hmm. make so it's just like i'm i'm a rational thinker too and I, it takes a lot to get me really upset so me, I just want to figure it out first. And then it's just like, if we had a point of no return and you just continue to feel the way you feel, I'll probably give you some space for a little while. And then we just circle back a few hours, if not the next day. But I, I'm, not, I'm not the person that's just like, do you? Like, you really have to give me a real, real reason to be like, I right, do you. I'm just, I'm over this. I don't want to be here no more. It has to be a, like it really has to be a real bad reason. But if it's something petty, like I'm not, I'm not a petty person, so I'll try to figure. It. I'll try to meet you halfway. Feel me? Try to figure out what the situation is before it gets any further. That's just that mm-hmm. person I am. <laughs> Good, I am. Um. <laughs> so no remorse. Um is your latest single, right? Correct? Yep. And so I really like that song because Thank it you. sounds like a prayer to me and almost a cry for help. And at some points, mm-hmm. like throughout this song, it seems like you're focusing on battling with depression and trying to fight through like various trauma and stipulations in your head. Mm-hmm. You even said like, whenever the tears fall, it's me, but me in real form. And I ain't scared to let them pour because I show emotion. motion. And so that's um, the best verse for me because I feel like we live in a society where black men are constantly dealing with emotional trauma and they feel like they can't cry or be open about their feelings. So can you talk more about mental health? Because I know that it's a subject that you're really candid about and maybe talk about some situations that you deal with, um, which is mental health, depression, anxiety, all that. That, um, yeah, that, that situation, well, that song, rather, like, I wrote that verse during quarantine. It was probably, like, the first full month. And that's when I was really dealing with a lot, like, mentally, trying to figure out. 
basically how to adapt to the change because I was just like, I, I don't know when, nobody really knew when this thing was gonna go back to normal. We're still not back to normal, but it's just like, I was really in a, in a, in a not a dark place, but in a, in a discouraged place, especially with my, it's like, okay, no more shows. A lot of money gets cut because a lot of artists make their, their, their money off of shows, shows and streams, but you have to be streaming well. So it's just like, all right, where am I at with this? Like, what's going on in my life? I don't want to be stagnant. Like, it's just a lot of personal things going on. And one thing about me is I like to write whatever pain I'm going through. I like to express myself through music. So I was just writing. I, 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 that song alone was something that I grew up on. It was a big song in New York. And I just figured why not sample it? Because it relates to what I have going on right now. And I know it's gonna resonate with the people well in the message that I'm displaying. It's just like the perfect foundation for whatever message I was about to display. So that happened and then I released it. Genuinely, I didn't want it to be like something where I was like chasing a moment. Oh, it's quarantine, so let me just drop. Oh, George Floyd just passed away. So let me just release a song reflecting on black mental health. It wasn't really like, it was a genuine moment. That's why I waited so long to release the song. I had already made the song probably like two months but um beyond that mentally like I've dealt with anxiety like bad anxiety my first like my first two years of college I was just going through like a, a real dark little area like I was depressed my anxiety was bad I didn't know what was going on I was going to hospitals every other day just because I'm a hypochondriac and I just thought mad stuff was happening to me like heart palpitations and feeling dizzy and just just discomfort, a lot of discomfort. Like my first my first year at Hampton, I was barely outside. Like I, nobody knew I even went to the school because it's just like I'm just so uncomfortable with myself that it was just it was just bad. Like I wasn't able to really go out and be social or express myself. And I I stayed in that for so long. Until I realized, yo, maybe getting out and doing certain things will help. And it actually did. And once I figured out how to kind of cope with everything that I had going on, I was able to write the um, my anxiety guide. And then from there, it's just like things kind of came on up and up. But I still go through anxious moments and stuff like that every every day. It's like, it's natural. Well, thank you for sharing that and being so open with us on that. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. So I think one of my favorite songs from you is, um, what is it, Where Are You From? Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, so I have a, I have a <laughs> little line that you said, and I kind of, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but this might have went over some people's heads, it might have went over my head. So you said, mm-hmm. created cultural content, they try to run with it, stamp it, and then relaunch it, generate better funds from it. What exactly um, are you talking about? Um, basically, culture vultures, really. And like to make a long story short, like just just people that are aren't of our descent, aren't from our culture, who bash us for the things that we do and how we carry ourselves. Basically, taking our own culture and trying to make it their own. Even the even those specific people that are like quote unquote gatekeepers, like label executives and certain producers and stuff like that like they make so much money off of our culture and they 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 dislike us so much Mm. but they take what we have and try to make it their own that's really what it was 
you know, honestly, and that's, that's that's been going on for forever, and I just felt the need to express that, you know, honestly. But that's really what it means. It's just like them people just taking what we what we made and trying to make it their own and making more money off of it than we are. You feel me? Like it's just they do so much more with it than we do because it's easier for them. They have more resources. They have better resources. Especially that's that's really it out here. That's why 21 Savage little financial literacy thing. I think that's really dope that he's doing that. Yeah. A lot of people need to know how to create wealth for generations and not just now, not just buy a Rolex or an AP. That's that's little money for real. That's a fact. Like, it's, not, it's not nothing. Mm-mm. Somebody speaker on? Uh-oh. Okay, sorry. So, I hear it, though. So you have features from big artists. You have Pusha T. You have Chris Brown, King Combs, and I feel like, of course, you're grateful for that. That's amazing. But then at the same time, you collab with artists like Mo Thorough, Heather, um, We Good Aspire. I love that song. But what is the process like when it comes to being in the studio? And are you enjoying working closer with these upcoming artists where you can be in the studio and really like grind together? Or are you feeling like you like the experience when you just get a verse from a major artist and you have to make that verse fit your song? Um, For me, it's kind of like a best of both worlds thing. Like I, I appreciate being able to work with upcoming artists like myself because it's a lot of relatability. Like we relate in so many ways. So the chemistry is usually organic. Like I'm able to do certain things and And just, just we, we kind of pity pat off of each other's ideas a lot of the time when it's with somebody that's upcoming. Rather than when it's somebody that's established, it's like these people have been established for so long, at least the people that I've worked with. It's like they already have their ways of how they want to work. They know how they want to record. A lot of people aren't really open to new ideas or things of that nature. But um, like Chris Brown and Push, they were, they were cool because like we kind of had relationships before we did the we did our features well I did my features with them so it was it was kind of the same as working with a Mo or a Heather because it was just like we have common ground somewhere but I definitely appreciate the upcoming feeling more than the already established feeling because it's just like I don't know it's 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 just natural. It's more natural to me. It's just like it just flows more. Yeah, it just feels it feels greater. Nonetheless, all of it is just fire, but it's just like that we coming up together and then to see the results when you do a song with a with a with an upcoming artist and it's just like, oh, we just got fifty thousand plays. This is big for all of us. You feel me? Like when you do it when you do a song with a, a major artist and you get a million plays, it's exciting for you because you're the upcoming artist, but it's just like yeah, I do that in my sleep for the major artists. So definitely working with upcoming artists. It's, to, it's, piggyback, it's to piggyback off what Ayo said, um, who would you like to collaborate with in the future? Uh, I'm a big Jay-Z fan. Like, I'm okay. hoping to get a Jay-Z verse before he just decides to throw his mic away. But, um, Hove, Burner Boy, OD. Burner Boy's fire. Mary J. Blige, because that's, like, my favorite singer in the world. Mm. Mary J., um... Uh, Victoria Monet, it's tough. <laughs> for up, I up, love her. Yeah, no, nah, Victoria Monet, she's so <laughs> hard. Um, 
Brent Fires, and Drake, Drake, of course. But for the most part, that's kind of like it right now. I don't really, I don't really have the desire to work with too many people. Like I just want it to happen naturally. But those, that's like my top mm-hmm. list, like the people that I actually want to work with. That's a good list. Thank you. Io loves the Victoria part. Um, this is a bit off topic, but with all that's going on with like black women feeling underprotected, least protected, we are not protected. I want to know your thoughts like on that. And also I want to know what female artists you like to collab with. Yeah, nah, I feel like we don't protect black women enough. I feel like we definitely, that's something that we all should work on in all different aspects, not only because Megan Thee Stallion just got shot in her feet. Like, it's been, it's been bad. Like, it's been, and it's not even just a protective, like, in the sense of defense. It's like, a lot of times, we just mistreat Black women, like, that we don't value their opinions enough. We don't value them enough until it's, like, something that we need from them, or it's, it's a support system or something like that. And they're always there to support us. And I just feel like it's definitely fat. That's why, I, I mean, I, I can speak for myself. I don't, I really don't treat women like a lot of men treat women. Like I, I treat everybody with the same respect, the same level of respect because I was raised by my mom who was a black woman. So I, I had an upbringing that was kind of different from everybody else's. I can't really speak on nobody else's behalf, but from the outside looking into how certain pe- like certain people do treat black women, I feel like a lot of people should be ashamed of themselves because it's like, yo, from where we come from, black women. For two, we have black women as cousins, aunts, sisters, even friends, some of our dearest friends. We look to black women as, as protectors, providers, therapists, whatever we look to them as, but it's always a high standpoint, but we don't treat them with the same level of respect as the standpoint that we review them as, if that makes sense to y'all, if y'all understand where I'm coming from. It does. So it's just like, I pray that we get to a point, we as a whole group of people, not just we like me and my peers, but we as a group of people, I, I pray we do get to a point where we cherish the black women more because I know, if it got to a point where it's just like, y'all decided to up and just go support all the Spanish men in the world or something like that. No disrespect to the Spanish people. But it's like, you know how distraught black men will be? Do you know how much of a foundation that is that we lose? And it's not even a foundation like, y'all, y'all, y'all lift us up, in all honesty. And it's just like, we just put weight on y'all in terms of foundation. Like, we don't meet y'all halfway when it comes to y'all being a foundation. It's just like, we just step over y'all. Like, yeah, this is the foundation. We're going to stand on it. Like, we're not going to help build it. We're not going to do nothing in, in, in the sense of compromising. It's just like we have this real macho, bravado, misogynistic, negative, distasteful kind of demeanor toward Black women. And I just feel like of course, it needs to be fixed. I don't know how it's going to be fixed. I don't know what steps can be taken besides men in general taking the steps within themselves to kind of switch the narrative and project a different type of story for how black women are treated. But 
I feel like we're getting closer to it, in all honesty, just with, with, with whatever's going on. Now, the Tory Lane situation, I don't know. That was left field. Like, he, he tweaked. I don't know what was wrong with him or why he thought that was the way to handle the situation, but I don't know. It's just a lot of people think differently. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much for this interview. We really appreciate you. Last thing that we asked is just to shout out your Instagram name or any other tags that you have so our followers can follow you and listen to your music. Okay, man. First of all, thank y'all for having me in general. Um, my Instagram name is at KaiCash. Twitter name is the same thing, K-A-I-C-A-S-H. Um, my streaming platform name is KaiCash, but it's a dollar sign for the H. So C-A dollar sign H for all the streaming platforms, all the music. Please be sure to listen to all the music that I have out. And for anybody that is dealing with anxiety or any mental issues, I do have an anxiety guide called Tranquil Overcoming the Experience out on Amazon exclusively. So you can get that or on the KaiCash website, which is KaiCash.com. But yeah, that's it. Once again, I love thank that. Thank for having me. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Yes, yes. What's up, everybody? You're tuned into Uncensored Podcast. I'm your host, Ayo. And I'm your host, Gabby. And let's just get right into things. Let's start with the quote of the day. Okay, so the quote of the day is Black grown, Black owned, Black women is the backbone, love. And that's off of um, 27 Summers by Nas. Um, that's his latest album, King's Disease. King's Disease. Sorry, guys. Um, so the artist that we're going to highlight today is Victoria Monet. So I know I've been telling Gabby, like, we have to, we have to talk about her. And I actually heard a song called Act Like That. I don't know if you guys know about it. And Gabby was like, girl, like, where do you be at? And I was just yeah. like, I don't know, but I love her. And so I just wanted to highlight her because I feel like she's really dope. So, Gabby, I don't know if you knew, but she's a co-writer for basically, like, Ariana Grande, Chris Brown. She's written for Wale, Nas, T.I. She works on the Do It song for Chloe and Hallie. Wow. Song? Yeah, like, she wrote, um, she co-wrote Thank You Next, Drunk Texting. And I oh, just feel like you hit. Yes, like, she, she's actually one of the most thought out um, writers. writers. Yeah. I and really I, need to tap in. I haven't really tapped in because I just feel like, for me to listen to new music, I got to be on that vibe. And I haven't been on that vibe yet. But since you literally keep talking about it and everybody we've been, like, interviewing and stuff, is saying they really like her, I'm going to have to tap in. But I did hear ask like that, of course, because, like, a lot of times I saw a lot of people dancing to it on TikTok or just on regular Instagram, so I knew that song. Yes, Gabby. I'm I need to listen to some shit, so I was actually surprised. I know. And her debut project, it just came out, it's called Jaguar. And it's just a really nice serenading album. I don't know if people listen to Kalayla, but I just feel like she puts you in a nice vibe, like a nice mode. She has a lot of like dainty, soft songs, but then she's talking about like um, some pop shit, like poppy music, but it's just a fun feel. Like the music feels good. I appreciate just like 
her attitude. Um, she's she's not an unknown R&B singer, but she just, I feel like she has a lot to offer. So if you guys don't know, tap into her. Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that. And I included will tap in because you keep talking about it. So I'm going to tap in for sure. <laughs> so other artists that have dropped or new music that has dropped is, like Ayo said, Nas dropped um, King's Disease which I freaking love. Like, I love, 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 love this album. Just everything. I just feel like it's just such a great album from top to bottom. You really should just tap in, even if you're not, like, a big Nas fan or never really listened to his songs. I feel like you'll find one song, at least, that is relatable to you that you'll like. Um, Pharrell, he has a new single with Jay-Z called Entrepreneur which was really dope, especially with everything going on right now and how we're really pushing people to buy black and, you know, to start your own businesses and stuff. Basically, in, in the music video, he highlighted um, black entrepreneurs doing their thing and just showing you and trying to inspire other people to do the same. Um, Popcon, boom, boom, you know, I love that too. I'm in Jamaica, we vibing. Um, what'd you say was your favorite song again? Um, so hold on one second. I haven't pulled up. There's two songs with Drake that I particularly like from Pop Can's album, and that's the um Twist, Twist and, and Turn and All I Need. But my favorite song off of off of it just in general is Some Me Love It featuring Jada Kingdom. She's I just felt fire. like that was a fire song. Oh D. And back to the Nas, though, you told me to listen to that, and I played. Mm-hmm. I played, and then I finally was like, let me tap in. That album is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I just really like his stance on a lot of topics. It's just very much so, like, love on Black people, love on Black women, respect Black people. It's just very just Black. It's giving grown men. Yeah, like, and just how he's talking. I like, even like how he referenced Nia Long. Mm-hmm. Um, and Love Jones. And his song, yeah, from Replace Me. Mm-hmm. That song with Don Tolliver, I thought that was dope. And the song Till, Till the War is One with Dirk, that was another slap. OD. Um, we got Cash Page dropped. She's she's a um big, well, she's an R&B artist. I feel like she's still kind of underground. A lot of people probably don't, haven't really heard her song, but she's dope. Dolph, love Dolph's album from top to bottom. My favorite song is To Be Honest and What the Business. Because, yeah, he be, he be talking. You know, if you listen to the song, you just know what he's talking about. I Mar- love Dolph. Me too. Mariah Carey and Lauryn Hill um have a single out. And, you know, that's, I feel like people haven't really talked about that, but that's really big. Because Mariah Carey's huge and Lauryn Hill is huge and we don't really hear a lot of music from Lauryn Hill or she just shows up to concerts late or don't even come at all. So her to actually be on the song is pretty dope. Little right. came out with an album. Um, Mulatto, Cardi and Megan did a song, WAP. Honestly, I don't like WAP at all. Like, I really don't like WAP, but I like the two artists, but I don't like WAP. Um... I felt like Megan, Megan's verse was good, but I just feel like Cardi was given the same flow and it was like she was rapping too slow on the beat. It was like 
she couldn't catch the beat or something something was off i just felt like she was talking not saying anything for real i feel like okay so the song has grown on me i do feel like megan carried the song with the gobble me follow me like her everything she was saying like her shit was slapping but i feel like people are there for Cardi's like energy, and they know she's gonna say some wild shit. Like when she said, I want you to touch that little dingly thing that's swinging the back of my throat. Like niggas don't even know what that shit is called. I thought I didn't know if it was an esophagus or what, but it's just the little kicks like that that she says or park the big Mac truck right in this little garage. I think it's a cute rock song, and I also think it, it it has to be in the right element. What like, element is it supposed to be in? <laughs> I feel like when I get my friends dancing and bopping, like having a good time, that's when I'll play it. Or like brunch. I don't think it's horrible, but I get what you mean. My only thing is, you know, watch is being talked about in the media a lot as being like one of the most vulgar songs, like politicians are talking about it. But I grew up listening to Trina and I was saying the whole My Neck, My Back lyrics can get you wet by like middle school. I knew all the words. Freaking so. Webby, all of them. I mean, honestly, is the song really that nasty? I don't think so. I just I, I just think that the music video is just I mean, that's what, how I feel like the song is that popular because their outfits. I mean, Cardi always has the outfits. The outfits, who they had in the video, people might not like that Kylie Jenner was in it, but that gave them views that gave them other you know other fans who don't even listen to cardi or don't listen to meg megan are now looking at this video when you were talking about uh when you to listen to webby mm-hmm. and what i want to i agree with that because trina had the baddest bitch i don't know if you know that song but this girl was literally saying she'll make a nigga eat her while her period is on and if i don't know <laughs> That's not freaky. That's nasty. She literally was saying, I'd be fucking by the time I'm 10. Word to Darren. Darren Murphy. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. That song was like the rule book and the playbook for me. And I was a little ass girl. So I don't think wet ass pussy is as vulgar as Trina in The Baddest Bitch. The shit she was saying is was outlandish. Like, I, I nothing tops that. Yeah, or even like Janae Aiko. I just feel I feel like her songs, her song on my um on the way, like her songs come on. You know her the song that she just dropped on the um deluxe album. I feel like she'd be saying the same stuff. Living room flow. I don't know if you heard Maniac. Yeah, like Janae really be talking that talk too. Yes, it's the delivery. It's just the delivery. It's the delivery because. Uh, another friend of mine, her name, Akila, actually is always saying, like, I, Gabby Atherman Jene is really saying, uh, she don't be saying shit when she's really just whispering the same nasty shit that all these other artists be saying. It's just in a, a calmer tone. Yeah. And just because she's not as, like, developed or, you know, has as much curves and on her Instagram, she just, you know, shows her face or whatever. People just think, oh, she just talks about fairies and, and meditating and stuff like that. And she talk about that, but she talk about other stuff too. So. Right. Pussy Fairy was, I know you love fucking me. So, yeah, I think 100% with that. Yeah. So, that's pretty much all the stuff that we have for this. And now you want to talk about the most important thing that we're going to talk about today is voting. Voting, 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 voting. 
So I just wanted to tap into this because I know it's a whole lot going on with just like the candidates and I don't want to vote for Joe Biden or Kamala. Believe you me, I have strongly, strongly been trying to dodge this as much as possible, but I think that um, it's time to make an impact. So I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that the election day is November 3rd. Um, that's, that's just around the corner. And with them taking the mailboxes off of the streets in these communities where elderly people rely on the mailboxes that are in the communities or a post office too, is too far, they are not like able to have access to that. So please make sure that you guys are signing up for um, registering to vote early. Um, you can request them online and print it out. And when the mailman delivers your mail, they will actually pick it up. USPS is actually tweeting to get your ballots done early and have them sent in. The deadline is October 27th, and that's for New York. And the early voting period ends in California, October 5th. I wasn't able to look up the notes for DMV. Um, well, actually, I saw that you did some, so I looked at um, some for D.C. and Maryland as well. Um, the D.C. deadline to register in person to vote is October 13th. And early voting in December starts October 27th through November 2nd. Same thing for um, Maryland. Deadline to register in person is October 13th. But early voting in Maryland starts a day earlier. So it starts October 26th to November 2nd. Honestly, your vote matters. Don't think that your vote doesn't matter. Or, you know, this, this is definitely affecting our generation the most. Like, we are now adults. All this stuff that's going on directly affects us. It's not like we're in high school, we're in middle school, and it doesn't really affect us. We're still, you know, under our parents' insurance. You know, some of us are, you know, we doing our own thing. So this really affects us. I agree. So I think that I'll take the opportunity that I have my ballot and it needs to be printed. So I'm going to make sure that I vote early and handle that, even if that means you have to get an absentee ballot done because you don't live in your uh, current state. Just get it done. It takes three minutes to register and to have it sent to your email. All you have to do is print it out, and that way you know your vote is counted for. Definitely. And thank you for adding this to the end. No, thanks, Gabby, for... You always have the good show notes, so I was like, I need to, to wrap with something good, too. No, this this was definitely great. Um, go ahead no I was gonna let you rap sorry okay so thank you all for listening today again to our podcast we truly appreciate you guys um tune in for the next few weeks or few days whatever of new stuff that we have coming for you guys we really appreciate share 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 follow us give us feedback let us know how you feel thank you so much Thank you. We out. You're now tuned into Uncensored Podcast.